Welcome to the Creative Empire Podcast. Each week, Raina Pomeroy, the life and biz success coach, and Christina Scalera, the attorney for creatives, are taking you up close and personal with successful influencers in the creative community and tackling your biggest business hurdles. Their mission is to help you, creative entrepreneurs, think beyond your daily biz so you can make the brave decisions that build your creative empire. Welcome, welcome. Raina and I are joined today by Cheryl Sutherland for another episode of the Creative Empire podcast. Cheryl Sutherland, she is the founder behind Please Notes, a for-purpose company of affirmation-filled products like journals and notebooks and just everything stationary that makes my heart sing. So we're so happy to have her on as she's been featured in InStyle, having an post Fast Company, just lots of really, really cool places. But Cheryl, we want to ask you more about your story rather than just reading off your bio. So can you tell us a little bit about how Please Notes was founded and where you got the idea for it? Oh, perfect. Well, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me here today. Please notes, I feel like my story isn't that different from most entrepreneurs. Like I, you kind of hit a space where you're like, I know that I'm supposed to be doing something, but, and what I'm doing right now isn't working for me. But my biggest problem is I had no idea what it was that I actually wanted to do or what I wanted to create. And then in addition to that, just having the confidence to know that I could actually do it. So because of the way that my brain works, I'm not really great at being invested in two things at the same time. So I ended up quitting my job and I spent a lot of time just reading, working with affirmations, journaling, and really just pouring into myself and choosing into who it is that I want to be. Because I feel like, and, and you might agree with this, but as women, we give so much and we're always there for other people doing what we feel we need to or being the person that we feel like they need at that time. So it was really weird taking that time for myself. But at the end of it, I realized the thing that I always loved, like the thing that lit me up that I was so excited about was personal development and seeing people actually realize how amazing they are or how capable they are or that their life doesn't need to be the way that it is and they have the power to shift it and they can do it like in the here and now. So pretty much it started off with, I really wish that there was a way that I can continue to remind myself with these affirmations everywhere. And then the first product was born, which was the police note sticky note. After that, it evolved. And then I ended up doing a companion item to that, which was the journal. And I launched that with a Kickstarter that was amazingly well received. I hit 150% of my goal, which I'm super gracious for. And I've just kind of been building out other stuff that kind of fall into the lifestyle brand. So it's, it's been an amazing journey and I'm so thankful for it. Yeah, I think this is something that so many people need. I know as an entrepreneur, I need this, you know, reminding myself of the things that are really good when the the times are tough, whether it's, you know, my personal life or it's business. Where do you find people are using your products nowadays? I think you have such an incredible story. And I'm just curious, what are some of the like the case studies that you've seen people using this? Uh, well, the most, the majority of the feedback that I get are a lot of people that are in transition. So whether it's, you know, you've retired out of a job or if you're 
in a relationship that's not working or if you're even like new moms, like thinking about like, what is this new step of my life? Like people in transition, just being able to like realign yourself or really get down to the nitty gritty of what's really important for you. And I think there's so many things and so many times that we just don't take the time for ourselves where, you know, journaling, it's so vulnerable and you're able to connect so honestly with yourself in that way where it's it's so important. And and a lot of people actually use my gift or use my journals as a gift for people that are starting off in, in schools or just starting a new business because kind of like what you said, being an entrepreneur, like you don't have an HR person telling you that you're doing a good job. You don't have that feedback system. So how do you create that for yourself? Like, how are you going to feel like you're doing something that's effective or that you're on the right path? Like you have to be very clear on where you are. So I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a little bit of a mixed bag, but it's, it's been such a great journey. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so cool. I mean, I personally like super interested in personal development as well. I always take those like quizzes, like what kind of personality are you? I'm always just interested in finding out more about myself. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are as well. But there are certain people who I know this about my clients, like they feel like doing is the way to solve all the problems, right? Like they want to go and do the project or create the thing. And I, I what I hear from you, obviously, that part is important to get your business off the ground. But some of that reflection work, taking time and, you know, slowing down a little bit, it can be a cathartic or even productive way of spending your time. What do you say to that? Certainly. And I, I actually think it's a critical part of your business because if you make a business decision, you're the only one that's going to say that this is happening or this is not happening. However, I mean, in retrospect, I feel like a lot of business owners find that they've done a decision, even for myself, where it was like, I feel like I have to do this because I'm afraid of the outcome if I don't, right? So whether it's going into business with somebody or uh, working with a particular company that realistically you, you're you not excited about, you're not happy about, you're just like holding onto it or like, oh, this is what's going to save me. And usually that ends up being a really bad business opportunity. And so if we're able to come at business and take the emotion out of it, and instead of reacting switch to responding, you know, choosing in like, this is my ideal client, not I'm just going to like lower my prices and work with everybody. Or this is the type of company that I want to work with, or these are my price points and I'm sticking to it. Like coming from that space is so much different than when you're scrambling or feeling lesser than and then doing something. Yeah. It, and it's, I mean, not to switch to the topic at all, but I think it's so interesting that you chose physical products rather than like a service-based business because typically products come later once you have the capital because, I mean, as you know, with with your funding campaigns, it can be really expensive to get those minimum orders in and to, to find the audience that's ready to purchase a physical product. So what made you choose a physical product rather than going with a coaching practice or maybe something else that would have been more service-based where you didn't have any overhead to start with? Honestly, I think it's, I I don't really think that I thought, (laughs) I thought that, that through in that sort of aspect. I didn't think like, oh yeah, price-wise, I want to coach. Like, I love supporting people and I, I actually went to University of Santa Monica and I, I did go through a coaching program. However, I don't really like one-on-one coaching to be completely honest. I have always seen myself and 
and maybe it's even some more of my stuff that I'm, I'm growing through as well. Like at the time I started this company, I really wanted to give people the power. I love the feeling of empowering someone and then them growing from there versus, you know, some of these inspirational speakers that you see, you always have to come back and it becomes kind of a, a symbiotic relationship where like, I'm not the one that's doing this. You're the one that's doing it. And you have the power to create the things that you want to do in your life. And I, I guess I just, I really didn't feel like I wanted to be that. And then also, like, when I was writing out the vision of what I wanted my company to be, I wanted it to be something that I can make money in my sleep, you know, thinking about leverage, like thinking long term, like I wanted to be able to touch and affect people in a way that I didn't manually have to be in there. So whether, you know, my my journals or my goods end up in like huge stores and random people are buying it and they're sharing their experiences and, and creating that sort of impact in community, that's something that I feel like I wouldn't really have been able to do as effectively with the one-on-one work versus something like a product. Sure. Yeah. And your journals look amazing. They look really fun. They look super helpful, but they are a higher price point. So what's in them that makes them so different? And you know, what, how do they help people in a way that maybe more generic ones that we might find at Target or something don't necessarily support people in the same way? Like, what do you think is different? Certainly. I'm really excited that you asked me that because I get so excited when I talk about my business. So the biggest thing about this journal is it's not just a journal. Like the first 20 pages have this guided workbook that give you the juice for journaling. So I call it journal juice. Hey, so this part you could actually re-download and do as many times as you want for no cost by logging on to my website, pleasenotes.com. It is actually an experiential process. So you go through and you decide what it is that you love about yourself, go through your gratitude practice. And then you're just able to build out like who you are, create your own affirmations, take a deep dive into like what your life actually looks like, what you want it to be. And then again, get into what you want to risk, like what you want to leave behind so you can start building it in the here and now. Another part that plays into it as well is kind of like what you said, most of the journals that you would see at like Target or Walmart, if you open them up, there's no content inside them. This one in particular was made so mindfully because every single page has a different affirmation or inspirational quote from somebody that's relatable and inspirational. So I've got amazing thought leaders like Jay Cole, like Bob Proctor, like Michelle Obama, like Serena Williams, like people that I love and that like I personally connect with because you know, they've gone through the journey of, you know, having a dream or having a goal and then actually creating it in the here and now, you know, like hearing quotes from people like Marianne Williamson, Brene Brown, Terry Fox, like really amazing people that do really cool things. And then, you know, building it out, like it also has like the sticky notes that have the different affirmations on every single sticky note or the water bottle labels and that everything's just been crafted to be really high quality, something you want to keep, something you want to give, and of course, cruelty free and, and recycled paper. So that all went into that as well. 
So interesting that you've taken so much time and that this wasn't just, you know, a stationary product that you tested. It seems like you really had the idea and the drive before it was created. So what was it like to start selling it? Was it what you expected? Did you hit any hurdles along the way? And then if you did, how did you overcome those? Um, Well, I think it was interesting because when I first started out, I self-funded and I did the sticky notes and I was like, yeah, you know, I built out the website and I initially started with a partner and then, you know, finding the company to create it and X, Y, and Z. And I think the, the first kind of hurdle that I hit was the partner that I had started with knowing that we both had passion and we were both so in love with this sort of concept. However, knowing that we didn't work well together or, or we're kind of in different places where this was my heart, where this is, this was my thing. Like this, I was going to make this happen because I'm on purpose now. And he was still kind of figuring his thing out. So having to step back and be okay with saying, you know what, I think that I'm going to do this and, and perhaps it's something better is out there for you. And then another hurdle just being, you know, after selling one product, you know, like, $5 sticky notes is what it originally were. And they're a different design, like feeling like, okay, you know what? I don't think this is working anymore. I have to step back and take a look at my whole business. What's working, what's not working and where am I missing? Like, what is the next step? Where is the gap? And I think personally, sometimes it's something that you don't do in your business is that whole stepping back process. Like you get so personally invested as if it's like your baby or your child, but realistically it's like, it's a a giant experiment or something that you get to play with. And, and it could be that what you think it is and what other people think it is or what other people want, it's different things. So sometimes you have to, to take that step back and be able to look at it from a different view. Yeah. Like you're talking about in terms of like seeing it from the bigger picture. And at the beginning you were talking about people in transition. How can you create the time like logistically, or I guess just working through the work, the, the front section, the workbook section of the journals and stuff. How can people sit down and create this intentional space for themselves? What do you think that will come of it in that transition period of time? And I mean, I know for myself that whenever I'm in this kind of slump state, as I like to call it, it's hard to get yourself in this positive mindset space again. And so I'm curious like what your experience has been or maybe some of your users have experienced. Well, I think like with anything, if you think it's important, you'll create the time for it, right? So whether it's waking up 20 minutes early to go to the gym or building in a meditation practice, like the journaling is so interesting because it doesn't have to be hard. It could be five minutes a day. It could be 20 minutes a day. It could even be like a couple times a week. It's whatever you choose to make it. However, like I think even when people start something like a meditation practice or a gym practice, they're like, yeah, I'm going to go five days a week and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be ripped. All I'm going to eat is boiled chicken and like steamed vegetables. And you hate it because you really set yourself up for failure. Like this is, it's difficult to make that sort of change. However, if you make it like gradual, if you make it fun, if you make it playful, then that's usually how the most long lasting changes happen in your life. And, and be nice to yourself as you're going and doing it. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to change your whole life in an hour. (laughs) It's not that serious. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And, you know, as you're helping people with your journals, as they're moving through it, you know, what are some things that you hope or that you have seen them take away from it? Like, what are some of the more phenomenal case studies or feedback that you've received about your Please Notes products? 
I think some of my favorite ones are, um, I had a friend that actually ended up picking up the mirror, mirror items. So these ones are decals that have affirmations on them and they're perfect for your mirror. They're perfect for flat surfaces. I really like them on windows. And she said that, you know, she got them initially because she thought they were cute, but then eventually she started realizing that when she would wake up in the morning, she would just naturally feel happier. And the reason why is that she would look out her window every morning and see those. You know, like when you start the day, like on a positive note, even something like thinking, you know, I'm amazing at everything that I do or life loves me. Like how often do we say these things to ourselves? So that's been really great for me. Also, I've had experiences of somebody told me actually they gave a journal that they purchased to somebody that had recently experienced a loss in their life. And and it was a loss of a child in a, a quite dramatic way. And being able to just go in and and see that somebody thinks this of you. Like when you hand that to them, that's a statement. Like saying that I believe that you're capable of wondrous things, like that you can do the things that you want to do, that, that you can make it through everything. Like I feel like a lot of times we aren't, we're are really disconnected and we don't share those feelings. We don't connect with each other in, in that way. And, and in times like that, like that's when we need it the most. So just being able to be there or even a little part of me be a part of these experiences, it's it's mind-blowing. Yes. And I think that like the mind-blowing thing about reflection for me has been just like how incrementally things grow. And then when you look back on that period of time that like, oh, I didn't even realize I was changing that much, but I can see within the past several months or whatever that there has been clearly been like a point A and point B. But when you're in the midst of it, you don't really see those like little teeny tiny changes, I guess. So I love the fact that you're advocating for journaling and these like post-its and stuff like that. I feel like those pieces are, I don't know, maybe it's weird to say this, but it feels like evidence or data that you're making progress towards kind of an intangible goal. How would you describe that? I feel like it depends on how you measure things and how you measure, like for my myself, like the way that I measure success. Before the way I would have measured success would be I'm making X amount of dollars. I drive this sort of car. You know, I am able to live like these sort of lifestyle, you know, like have those sort of God posts. Like that would have been success for me. However, I feel like a lot of times, I feel like people are shifting over to a different version of success where success looks more like they're happy every time that they wake up. They have really great energy, that they're feeling really good. They have great relationships, that they are happy every time they wake up in the morning or or they're excited to do things, that they love their job, that they get lost in doing the things that they're doing, that, that they have great relationships with their friends and their family, and that they, their self-esteem is better. Like they feel great wearing the things that they're wearing. Like it's, and I think for some people, they, they would quantify that as intangible. However, some ways that you can really knock that down is like, you'll go to the doctor and just check your blood pressure or stuff like that, where you can tell that you feel better every single day. Yeah, for sure. I think that you're so spot on about that. For me, I think it's like mindset stuff. So sometimes it's harder for me to track, but I think you're right. Like your blood pressure going down is definitely a data point that you can actually uh, tangibly see. Shift gears a little bit. I was looking at your bio and I got really excited because you talk about your business in terms of it being for 
purpose. Can you tell us what does that mean? (laughs) This is something that I'm really, really passionate about. Does it mean that you're a nonprofit? Does it mean that you're for profit? What does that mean for purpose? Certainly. So I feel like the driving purpose behind Please Notes has always been empowerment in whatever way that it shows up. So one way that I empower people or I support people is, of course, through my goods and and having them build themselves from the inside out. However, we also like to support, we also know that there's different organizations supporting people in different ways that we obviously can't do or, or that that'd be too big of a lift. So we like to support different organizations that do that. So for one, the one that we have partnered with in the past is CEO, which I'm in love with. And basically what they do is they practice radical generosity. So for example, they have a plethora of women donate $1,100 and it goes into a pot. And then there's people that will go ahead and apply to get business loans or I shouldn't say business loans, it's mentorship, access to the network. And then of course, you also get like a really low cost loan. And the thing that I love about this particular company is that they do it in such a way like you give the money, you don't get a tax receipt, you don't get anything back. And you get to choose like from a heart space, like which one of these companies you feel might be best to be supported. And it doesn't all come down to like how much money they're making where like a lot of these opportunities like for VCs and stuff like that it really comes you're usually looking at tech companies right that's going to be your easiest ROI this one they actually look at like how are they affecting the world and is it woman led is it like diverse and then these women that get chosen as the top selections they actually get to go ahead and choose how their money is going to be split up between all of them. They get to learn negotiation skills. They get to learn business skills. So it's not just, hey, here's some money. Give me some money back. It's it's more intensive. So we like to partner with organizations like that. And I look forward to partnering with more organizations like that, whether it is focused on women's entrepreneurship, whether it's focused on some uh, crisis help or aid in a different country. Like That's really where my heart is. Yeah, it sounds to me like empowering people, empowering women is something that's like right in line with your your core purpose, core mission in your business and for yourself. I really appreciate that. And, you know, I we often talk about this, that we can choose to, you know, give back in our businesses or have a part of our business have, you know, a for purpose component. And so I'm just really delighted to see that you're doing that, too. So what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned as you've grown this business? And like, if there's any big mistakes that you've made that you've learned from, we would love to hear some of that. I think I have never made a mistake in my business. (laughs) Only because I feel like everything that I've done, I've learned so much from, right? Like, and it's not like, yeah, you spend too much money on this or not enough on this, or you hesitate on this. And you're like, oh, you know what? I should have listened to my gut. So the biggest thing that I've ever learned is how to listen to my gut and and what certain feelings mean and what they feel like. So for example, like the example I gave previously, there was definitely a business opportunity that I ran into that I felt like really bad about. Like I I felt at that point in time, like, yeah, this is going to be it. They're going to support me with my business and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up giving a company way too much of my stock on consignment. And then of course... As things went along, because I like my gut was telling me, they ended up going out of business and I was not able to recoup any of my stock and I never got paid for that. However, what do I feel about that? I feel like, you know what? 
I knew that that was going to happen. I had a feeling that that wasn't right. And I went ahead and did it from that space. So now I choose to make actions based on, does this feel good? Is this a yes for me? Like, am I excited to work with this person? And is it going to be something that benefits them and me, you know? And that's been a game changer, I think, when it's come to business. Yeah, I love that perspective that, yes, sometimes things happen and it's maybe not the the most delightful situation to have happened, but that you're able to get back up and learn something from it and really move forward. I know that there's certainly times in my business where I'm like, oh, that was probably not the best call. And like, even though my gut was telling me that I probably should have gone a different way than, you know, I still did it and learned from it. So that's, that's pretty awesome. I'm really curious about like what's happening in like your daily life. So you have, a, I'm, I have a very service-based business. So I'm really curious about product-based businesses, business owners, and what kind of things you do spend, to spend your time during the business day and what kind of work you're doing. <laughs> it's very interesting. I have gone through this this recent transition of like kind of reorienting myself. And so previously, like I used to have like a check system where I was like, oh, I had to call X amount of people and go to X amount of networking events a month or a week and collect this many call like people or email addresses and XYZ. And now it's kind of like, okay, well, these are the big things that are important to me that I do want to get knocked out. And this is the time frame that I have attached to them. And then what else do I feel like would be a good fit for today? And if you had told me like six months ago that this is, would be what I would be doing, I would have told you that that's completely not, that's never going to be something that I do. However, it's been so great. Like I've had the most interesting contracts come into my life. I've had the most interesting vendors or people that I want to work with pop into my life. I've gone to events and I've connected with the exact person that I said that I wanted to connect with or I wanted to do business with. And it's been really different, but it's really cool. So I've been focusing now on building out more of the brand recognition part. So because Please Notes has been around for, you know, two years and it's primarily been just me going out, talking to people and then creating those sales, switching back to the leverage part, like how do I build this up and build this out? So right now I'm in the process of preparing for my first stationary show, which I'm really excited about. So if you're... Oh, cool. Which one? Ah, the National Stationary Show in in May. What? You're going? Yeah. Oh, nice. So come on through. I'm going to be at booth 1477 and I'm finding a carpenter to build me a booth. I'm going to drive down there. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have fun, maybe some pizza and then connect with great people. (laughs) That's amazing. You're going to have such a great time. I love NSS. If you guys don't know, it's every May at the Javits Center in New York City. And it's just so worth going at least once in your life to see I mean, imagine your favorite stationery store is like 500,000 square feet big. (laughs) So you can't necessarily purchase directly from the show. It's more for wholesalers to do that kind of thing. But it is a great place to just kind of meet behind the scenes, see what people are working on, see what trends in stationery are really popular. It was really fun to see the booths that were really crowded versus the ones that weren't. And you started to see some patterns and trends there. So Cheryl, good luck there. I think you 
I think you're going to have a great time. It's a great, unique product. So I really hope you get a lot of traction there. You did mention something though, that I thought was interesting. And as you were talking about your day-to-day life, and I was wondering, like, do you believe in the law of attraction? (laughs) Yes, I certainly do. And I've actually, like, honestly, I I would, if you could hear the stories of how my day has like started so horrifically, and then I've just been like, okay, well, I'm just going to go with this and ended up with the most amazing result. Like I, I just, it's ridiculous. I love my life so much. (laughs) But yeah, so definitely in the last six months, I've been leveraging a lot of the law of attraction and it's been working out so, so well. That's so exciting. What do, what do you feel like are some of the weird quote unquote coincidences that you've seen? And like, is there anything that you do to, I guess, encourage it? Because I don't know that it's necessarily for me, like a law of attraction type of thing, but I have noticed that when I take the time to start my day off well, I have my coffee with like a book that has nothing to do with business. It's just like a leisurely type book or it's like a positive or, you know, it would be something like your journals that I would use during that time. And I just allow myself, it doesn't have to be a long time, like 20 minutes or so to wake up and come into like the day. I've noticed that I have such better interactions with people that I have a more positive outlook throughout the day, no matter what happens. And things just seem to go a bit better. So, you know, is there something like that that's happening where you're either creating that situation for yourself or you've just had like some really cool stories that you want to share? Yeah. I mean, one story, there's a couple of stories, but one story certainly comes to mind. So back when I was uh, vendoring, I usually start my day the night before. And so before I go to bed, I usually set a uh, bedtime intention. And so I'm all like, oh yeah, okay. So tomorrow I really want it to have be a good day. I want to meet amazing people and sell a lot of stuff <laughs> pretty much. So the next day when I went, it was at eWomen Networking in Orange County. And I love that group of women. They are amazing. They are powerhouses. And so I went there, I set up, you know, like things are like still kind of everywhere because I was driving down from West Hollywood and set up my booth. And then for some reason, Les Brown, who is a huge personal development, I want to call him a not even a figurehead, institution practically in the personal development world. He was there for some odd reason with, with some other people. And I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. And so I had the opportunity to show him my stuff and talk a little bit about my brand. And he's like, okay, well, I love this. You're amazing. This is amazing. I want to endorse you. Like, how can we get on like a, a Zoom call or a podcast? And I want to share your stuff with my people. So that was pretty dope. It's just like, hey, Tony Robbins walked in and he loves your stuff and he's going to show it to his millions of people. It's like, like along those lines, but like that sort of stuff doesn't just happen. You know what I mean? Like you can't normally orchestrate it. Right. So that's insane and really, really cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what, what happened from there? I'm just super curious. Like what, what happened after you met him and the endorsement? What, like, tell us all about that. Ah, so I've sent him some of my stuff and then we're still attempting to nail down an actual date that we're going to do the Zoom call, but we're going to be doing that. I'm very clear on that, but it's, it's been so great. And every time I call him, he's like, Cheryl, like, I'm like, every time I see your number, I'm just like so appreciative for you and your persistence. Like, yes, that's me. That's what I do. That's how that works. So it's, it's been cool. It's 
really mind blowing. That is really cool. And like, it sounds to me like you create these opportunities to happen, right? Like it's not you're like me, I sit in my home and I don't really network outside of my home, but you go out and do things. I mean, certainly I meet people and I have set intentions for the kind of people I want to meet online, but it's really cool to see those opportunities happening for you outside of the home and you're choosing to go out and find these cool people to network with. Yeah, for sure. But then also, I mean, you have to, well, I used to just go to networking events to go to networking events, right? And some of them I'm like, mm, this isn't going to be so great. And what ends up happening? They're not that great. Like you, you ticked a mark saying like, yeah, you did it for this week, but are you going to connect with these people? Probably not. So if you're going to do something, do it because you think it's going to be fun, that it's going to be exciting, that's something you're going to enjoy. And then also going in with no expectations is huge because no matter what, you're going to have a great time if you decide that you're just going to have conversation and maybe have like a really great meal. That's about it. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I used to network all the time when the wedding industry does all all the networking events. And I used to go to them and didn't have an agenda, just wanted to meet people. But I felt like there was something missing because collecting business cards to me didn't necessarily yield in the most, I don't know, productive networking. And some of the most interesting conversations came from, you know, like meeting people and going to have a coffee chat one-on-one with them. What are your tips in terms of meeting people at an event and like really getting the most out of those experiences? Ah, well, I feel like there has to be like a genuine reason, right? So one thing that I've noticed is that there, you'll go to some networking events and people will just shove their card in your face and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to do anything with this because I don't know who you are or what you're about or even like what is it that I can support you with, right? But having the, that initial like, hey, this is me, this is what I'm about and then asking those questions about that person and then, you know, seeing what's important to them and then being like, if you can be of service or if you know somebody that you can connect them to, yeah, for sure. Take Make sure you take down their information. I like to have like a note a notepad or a memo pad open on my phone. And then that way I'm able to say like this person, you know, this is their number and this is why you want to contact them because you can meet like 50 or 60 people in a night, uh, people in a night and then totally forget who they are, why you wanted to talk to them. Um, Also, I think coffee is amazing. However, you know, as things happen and as things scale, like there's, there's a point where you don't have the time to, or you have to shift your priorities from being able to meet people in person. So the great thing with technology, we have the opportunity to do Zoom calls or Skype or anything like that. And then, you know, being able to dedicate like 15 minutes of concentrated time to somebody can really improve just your overall productivity, not only in that meeting, but for the rest of your day as well. Yeah. Thanks, Cheryl. So we like to wrap up by asking our guests about what their future creative empire looks like, because you talked a lot about the beginning of Please Notes, but you know, what is it, what does it have in store past the national stationery show? Like, what do you see happening there? And then what does your creative empire in like a year or two look like? I love how tasty this question is. It's so delicious. Okay. So essentially what I feel it's going to look like is I want to create a space and it could be like a monthly or an annual convention where people can come together and whether they're entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs or people that are just interested in learning more about themselves, they can come together, have these conversations, network in a really 
safe and progressive space, learn from other people. Um, we'll have like workshops and exercises and speakers, and then also being able to have like an online community where, again, people can connect to one each other and really build out like the things that they want, have some sort of accountability and, and things along those lines. So it could even be, you know, that I'm speaking there, probably will but having amazing thought leaders come in and share their own brand of goodness is I feel like the best way that I could give back or support other people. Awesome. And where can everybody find Please Notes? Where can they find you? How can they connect with you on social media? Give us all the details. Yeah. So actually what you can do is if you go to pleasenotes.com, so please and thank you and notes is in notes of love, then you can go ahead, check out the goodies. And if you're interested, if it, if it, strikes a chord, definitely go ahead and purchase and share with your friends. We're really strong on both Instagram and Facebook. And if you slide into those DMs, they will make it to me. Also, just in thoughts of being here and because I'm so excited and so gracious, I actually created a little thing, a little free gift for you guys. So if you wanted to, if you go to bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y slash creative podcast with a capital C and a capital P, there's actually a place that you can get some free downloads with some great affirmations. And that's another way that you can take some of the Please Notes goodness home with you. Thank you so much, Cheryl. That's super generous of you. We will make sure that we link to that in our show notes. So if you guys can't remember everything, just remember to head to our website, creativeempire.co. And you can find everything Cheryl's mentioned all about Please Notes. Um, anything that we have talked about or discussed in this podcast, podcast. You can find the show notes there and click right through, open all the tabs, have so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on today, Cheryl. And those of you listening out there, go build your creative empire. Are you ready to build your own empire? For more information, show notes, downloads, and tips on how to do it, head to www.creativeempire.co, where you can find out more about this week's episode and the two lovely ladies behind it all, encouraging you to build your own creative empire. If you enjoyed this week's show, it would mean so much to Raina and Christina if you could take two minutes to go to iTunes and leave a review. It's a little thing that makes a big difference for the show. 